Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping visionaries make the impact that they were meant to make. Let's get right into it. September 2021 Freedom Report with Coach Josh. All right, September's in the books. It's time for another business update. Then afterward, I'll share a clip from the final coaching call I had with Coach Josh in the month of September 2021. This will close out the summer, and I'm telling you, it's closing out a season in my own life too as I'm ready to move on. Let's dig into that. Now that October's here, it's time to crank it up. I have four months left to build and delegate my cleaning company before my self-imposed deadline of February 1st, 2022. What the heck is that? A new freedom vision, Florida, here we come. I'm going to come right out and admit something. I did not hit my goal for September, and I know why. Here we go. I got lazy. If you followed this podcast since the beginning, I've been building my marketing machine using Google My Business, Facebook, and local networking. It's worked very well to the tune of $60,000 in increased revenue solo in 2020. I optimized. I was working my marketing hard. My pipeline grew and I reaped the benefit in 2021. I hit my optimizer goal of earning $70,000 profit per year on two days cleaning per week. And this is only January 2021. I was off to a great start for the year. But then I stopped marketing and simply helped everyone and anyone that found me through my marketing machine. This generated more house and office leads that I really didn't care if I got or not. Then June happened and I got that new freedom vision that I mentioned. Florida. I hired Coach Josh, and it was time to scale my business with a team. I have shared with you that I built out a few systems over the summer, including a hiring and payroll system, a financial system using QuickBooks Online, and a local accountant to do it for me, and a simple office cleaning training system. I also built my foundation with mission, vision, and values. Check out my previous episode introducing the C3 experience. My cleaning business was now ready to grow with a solid foundation and the beginning of the systems that I'll need to support a $300,000 to $500,000 revenue business. Even through the summer, I had house and office cleaning inquiries, and I'd answer them and select which ones I wanted to bid on. I mentioned to friends personally and in network meetings that I was hiring, was referred to a few people. I even hired one of them. I was growing today off of yesterday's work. But I wasn't doing today's work by building my pipeline for tomorrow. We as entrepreneurs allow this to happen and don't realize it until your leads dry up. This happened to me in September. I realized it on my own and shared it with Coach Josh. By the way, do you know that he gave me a coaching assignment to complete my Project 100 back in July, and I didn't even finish it till the end of August. It's a one-week project. Why did it take me six? Yeah, sure, I had camps and I had stuff going on, and I'm, oh, yeah, I got plenty of excuses, but why did it take me six weeks? Because I didn't want to get it done in one week. That's why. I was arrogant thinking that I had a pipeline that I didn't even see was drying up. This was my first major blind spot in September, and Josh called me out big time on this. Coach Josh also showed me my second major blind spot. It was my pricing. I'm charging too much. See, I teach the ISO model for solo cleaners. 
The O is Optimizer, and it has the highest prices. I know and teach that you have to earn the right to charge Optimizer prices. I earned it in my New York business. Then I moved to Pennsylvania. I tried to keep those high prices that I had earned in New York, and I got crickets. This was a wake-up call to my ISO model. You have to build the trust and credibility in your area before you can earn it. Therefore, I hit the grindstone and rebuilt my second cleaning business in Pennsylvania and blew through each phase from initializer to stabilizer to optimizer in 18 months to earn it a second time. The second blind spot was this. It was believing I was still an optimizer as a business, scaling with employees. I was not. Think about it. A solo cleaner with eight offices, six houses, earning $70,000 in two days a week is amazing. It's optimized. You can't do much better. But the same business viewed by my coach with over 100 accounts and over $1 million in total revenues was just starting out, little baby company. So as a scaling business, I am an initializer all over again. (sighs) Therefore, my prices at the optimizer level for office cleaning must reflect that. Here's the good news. I can charge higher than the average office cleaning company starting out as an initializer because I am excellent in networking, communicating, and cleaning. So this is the process. If you're a solo cleaner listening to this, you go through my ISO model, initialize, stabilize, optimize as a solo cleaner, and then you decide that you want to stay a solo, great, you're optimized, enjoy it. You want to decide to sell, great, you've optimized, sell an optimized company like I did. You want to, you want to decide to scale, okay, you're no an optimizer anymore. It's time to go back to the drawing board. You now become an initializer as a company that's scaling. Let me walk you through this blind spot number two, discovery. I was frustrated that three dental offices, two professional offices, and one industrial office that could have totaled over $7,000 per month and doubled my commercial cleaning business in revenues that they were a sure thing, but they all mysteriously vanished after I sent the proposals. What is going on? Only one of them clearly said no, and I've already shared that in the podcast. $3,000 a month CPA firm in the bag said yes, and then they changed their mind. Huh. The others just moved on and found someone else probably. Followed up crickets. This humble pie forced me to look at the numbers. And here's what I presented to Coach Josh. I closed 5 out of 12 new offices over the past 15 months. That's a 42% closing rate. Not bad. But that's 2020 included in there. Over the past 12 months, I've closed 3 out of 8. That's 38%. Oh, dropped a little bit. No big deal. That's the past year. It's pretty good. Over the past nine months, representing all of 2021, I closed one out of six new offices. That's a 17% closing rate. That's not good. In the past six months, I closed zero out of five. And in the past three months, I closed zero out of four. Zero percent closing rate. That's really bad. Josh heard this and asked what I was charging for the dental offices. He knows dental offices. He does them. He is an optimizer, by the way, in three niches as a scaling commercial cleaner with a thriving seven-figure company. He does small medical, banks, and professional offices. He's an optimizer in all three and charges great money for the service he provides. I told him that my dental prices for a 2,500-square-foot office was $800 a month, and I charged for a 5,000-square-foot office $1,300 a month. He told me 
that if I would have charged 500 for the smaller one and 800 for the larger, I'd get them all day long. My closing rate would have been very high. But my arrogant instinct was to then split the difference and say, no, 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 Josh, I'm not going to charge 500 and 800. Let's split the difference. I'm an optimizer. I'll charge maybe 650 and 1100. I'm giving a little bit in. I'll increase my closing rate, but I'm not going to go down to your prices. Why would I say that? I feel that my service is much better, and it is. But here's the deal. What do I need right now? I need offices. I need employees. And I need them before the end of the year so we can go to Florida. Josh explained that I can price a dentist's office at $500 per month and staff it so the team member can earn $15 an hour. The team member would be happy. And in my system, they can make more than $15 an hour. And plus, I'd still earn a nice profit and wouldn't be cleaning it. So why wouldn't I charge 500 or whatever, right? I can still earn a good amount of profit and not have to clean this thing in office. He even told me that my quality of service could probably sell 600 and 900 all day long. See, there's the blind spot. I'm an initializer again, and I didn't realize it. It's 2018 Pennsylvania all over again. What I mean by that, when I moved here, optimizer from New York, here I am, Pennsylvania optimizer. Nope, not anymore. Start over again. And once I started over again, that's what the end of 2019, 2020, and the early 2021 was for the first hundred and some episodes of this podcast. I got mad at myself and determined to hit the goal that Josh was helping me to to close out the year. And here's the goal. Add 10 offices at $500 to $600 per month and 10 employees. This would get me out of the field and get my income close to the $70,000 per year I was earning before and I wouldn't be cleaning. I dug in and finished September strong on the pipeline side. Here's my list of accomplishments to close out September. I finished my Project 100 with 112 potential offices, which comprise of almost 50% dentists. Then I added 50 more professional and small medical to round off my desirable offices to one-third professional, one-third medical practices, and one-third dental offices. I interviewed an absolute winner that I couldn't hire because I didn't have the work he wanted. This was a blow and motivated me even more. I need to be able to hire guys like that. And I plan on it once I go get some stinking offices that he can do. I met with my chamber president to discuss collaboration ideas and ways for me to be more active in the chamber. This went amazing. And there is a strong possibility that I can work for many of my peers in the chamber that I serve. That would be so awesome. I developed a scorecard for my cleaning system to complete the training of my first employee. Then I tied this grading scorecard system into my core values to grade the team member on overall alignment with my core values. This was so exciting. And as September closes, I have my first employee cleaning with ownership, excellence, and safety All it scores over eight, and she is very happy, and I am very happy. See, that's huge. I have so much more confidence now to train others because I've been able to do it once. And with the scorecard, I can now target train. I'll give you a little taste of what I'm doing in my training system. I have six different tasks, and they range from taking out the trash, cleaning bathrooms, cleaning break rooms, dusting, glass cleaning, vacuuming, mopping. Those are the six tasks. I have a system for each and a score for each. And once I get the group score of all six tasks, 
for my employee that's in training when they've done a whole office by themselves, when, when their total score is over eight, they would have an eight in excellence as a core value and they would pass the training. Then I have another level for them, which puts them in a commission structure where they can earn upwards of $25 an hour if they take ownership and they're safe and they're excellent with their work. Oh, how do I score this? Eights across the board. I love that I was able to connect math to my core values. And this allows me to give really good assessments of how individual employees are working out for me and the company. And so what I love about this is that training one person successfully gave me the confidence to go train this batch of 10 that's part of my goal. So on the final coaching call of September, after all of this reaming that Josh gave me, and it was for good reason, Josh gave me some marching orders on how to approach the marketing of this list of now 200 businesses that I'm pursuing. The advice he gave me was simple and effective. I am now building my pipeline again. I will add 10 offices this year and offer initializer prices. I may be able to raise my prices slightly, but my goal is quantity right now. I can mess with pricing after this goal is met. I have embraced my true position as an initializer again, and I am excited to be back in the driver's seat like I was two years ago when I started this podcast. And now with that, let's give you a clip from that very last coaching call between me and Coach Josh, September 2021. Here you go. Hey, I got it. I got a challenge for you, man. All right. I, you. All right. I, just, I, thought of this based I, like, on I like your challenges. Based on something you said, it's not hard. It's just like a, it's a move the needle forward one is what it is. Good. So what you is, said that what is it? you were going to start reaching out to the people on your list, on your project 100 list, whatever number it is at this point, that were not part of your, your, your current chamber. So the challenge is to determine that. Determine like, what? Determine which out of, you may already have this. Which which of your out of the the project list that you have, the project one hundred, the clients that are on, or the prospects that are on it. Determine which ones are chamber members with your local chamber, and which ones aren't. I'm like sixty percent done that. Okay. Yeah. I'll ha- yeah. I'll ha- that was part of my list this week anyway. Yeah, I was about to say it's just a way to move the needle forward, and honestly, it's a way to you know, in the same time as you're doing that, it is a way for you to. Figure out who you need to contact first. It's easy, and you know this. It's easy for you for you to get into a spot where you are stagnant. You can procrastinate, delay. No, I can't. I gotta get. I gotta get ten clients in. I gotta. I gotta get this done. Yeah, you need to take action. So figure that's that's the way to say like this is probably one of the things that you could procrastinate by doing. So I'm saying like, hey man, go ahead and do that because well, look like the rubber has to has to meet the road, and the rubber meets the road here is when you start contacting folks and saying here's what I got. Here's my chamber. All right. I'm just going, yeah. I'm going through each category that I would like all the ones that I would like this one here, architects, engineers, attorneys. I'll put the banks in there for you. The chamber, the chiropractors, cleaning services. Look at this. Dude, all right. That's it. Well, A car right. wash and me. I am it. All right. But look, I I'm just I go through about a you know 50% of this. So I'm going through every category. See, what, what was cool, Josh, is that I had my Project 100 from just offices like, hey, I'm working over here. Here's a bunch of, I just went on Google Maps. And then when I came on here, I started going category by category. My list has yeah. been growing because I'm like, this is, this is easy. Yeah. So I'm surprised at how many 
I have now because I've been adding stuff from the chamber. And so I've got 50 dental. It was dental. Remember dental was the majority. Yep. Look, so now with me adding medical and professional from the chamber, I'm just like, okay, chiropractors, attorneys, CPAs, I'm just pulling name, any name that's in there off the chamber. It's like, I'm a, I'm a dummy. If I don't add them to my list, they're in the chamber. Oh. Right. So as I grab those, look how even it's getting I'm 54 professional, 54 medical, 50 dental. And then a, and then this like industrial pros, you know, like they're like the big industrial buildings that have like a nice office up front. Mm-hmm. So that's a good mix, like one third of essentially each type. So those are my three niches, Josh. I just got to evenly, and I don't want to go all in on medical because I, I, I think you had a great point last week or whenever that was. So I'll keep, I'll, I'll finish this out this week. So I'll finish, I'll go through and go through the entire chamber and any potential client. And I'll know how many there are, because I do want to see that. I, I'm, I, I estimate there's about 75 that are potential clients for me and the niches that I want from the chamber alone. 75 is my guess. All right. Let me pitch this to you. Okay. I'm going to give you a challenge. I'm going to give you a story. Okay. I think that you should set your goal for October to reach out to everybody on your list. I'm going to tell you the reason why. Number one is that you put all those lines in the water. You're going to put yourself in a position, honestly, this is, and this is the position you want to be in. I need to be faster than that, Josh. October is too slow. Well, you can, if, you can always uh, set a more ambitious goal. Yeah, I need all right. Okay. I tell my people all the time. I'm like, you should, you should always be setting two goals. You should be setting the goal. That's your real goal. And you should, and you should be setting the goal. That's your stated goal to others. Okay. Right. So there's one of them where you want to beat the one you state to others, but you at least want to know that you can hit the one that you state. All right. So you're kind of over uh, under promising to over deliver. So uh, this is two parts. So the first part of this is I just got to finish my list, which is going through all the chamber parts and I'll have my list up to probably 200 businesses. And then I got 200. Yeah, that's, and then, that's, that's the week. I'm like, Hey, finish that. And this week I'll and do like, uh, that. That's this 100. week done. Yeah. Like, who's on, who's the chamber member. Who's not. Because what I, the one thing you can do, and this is where I can see is you could have a hesitation because you make it where, where they're, you're waiting on something externally to happen before you could act, which would be waiting on your chamber. Am I, well, your chamber guy, you can't control. He may, he may get, he may get started on this, but he's also got a really busy job and in the year for those guys is oftentimes kind of crazy. You you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're like, you know, do you agree with, uh, okay. So do you agree with my, with the thought process that the most productive way to read? So if there's 75 on the chamber list, it seems to me that the most productive way to get to the 75 is through the president at the, you know, I could go connect with them individually right now, but if I go through the president with the things I pitched this morning, I believe that's the most, that'd be the most effective way of doing it. Spend my time connecting with one vertical as I can, which is the chamber and all 75 off my list. Meanwhile, I still have a hundred plus other companies and I will go and network through there. The way I'll network through there is anywhere that is an office that's like a neighbor to one I already clean. I'll see yep. if I can get an intro or a testimonial and just reach out to them, probably give them a phone call or connect mm-hmm. with them on LinkedIn. And hey, I clean across the street over the vet. Hey, I just want to get just like that kind of thing. Uh, uh, and just so, so we're, yeah. I just mentioned the thing to you. All right. So just like take this in for a second. I mentioned earlier vertical relationship marketing. So you're going to pick a vertical. So we, let's say the chamber, which by the way, they always told us, hey, your local chamber is a great vertical to be a part of because you can, you can focus on it and provide tons of value and be well-known there. 
But so that's the vertical part is you choose your target audience. But that being said, you don't go out, you don't go after them through one methodology or through one medium. So you're not like, I'm calling everybody on the chamber and that's how I'm getting everybody. That's when you go horizontal. So it's deep and wide, but you go deep first. So I'm going deep in this vertical, but then I'm going wide with my approach to them. So what I would say is that, man, you got, you figure out there's 350 ish people that are part of your chamber. There's going to be some of those that because of what they do professionally, you're, I doubt you're going to clean the car wash. Although I did clean a car wash office one time, um, didn't work out, but you know, some of them are, they're going to just, they're not going to be a target niche client for you. So they just, they kind of bounce to the side from being a prospect for our Fagno commercial cleaning, but there'll be a segment of those that are. And so then when you approach those people, you don't pitch them. You don't have anything to pitch them on really to begin with. You're just starting the relationship. So the way I would start the relationship is your con is your chamber website share individual members or just corporate members. Does that have like a contact member for each place? Most of them do with the chamber. What I meant is I want to get Steven to introduce, like we want to have the plan set up on how, on how we're going to start building, like sourcing content yeah. and get his blessing behind it, which I do. And then the way I sh share it with him this morning is, Hey, we got all these different businesses. I want to reach out to each one, one-on-one. -on -one via phone, probably phone first, just to connect with them. Like Ken from Carfagno Cleaning, I'm working with Steven, the chamber. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, Steven's already already told me you'd be calling or see, you know, that way I get an introduction, a warm, a warm intro. And it's more of a, it's more of a chamber. Like I'm benefiting the chamber. I'm doing something for the chamber. Hey, I'd love to be able to get together with you. Would you be interested in, you know, sharing some of your knowledge with, with our chamber and be able to benefit the community and, you know, that kind of thing. And the ones that have interest in that, I would go meet with them one-on-one. -on -one. This is indiscriminate of whether they would be a prospect of mine. This is just the work of the chamber. Yeah. And um, the ones that have no interest in serving the chamber, I obviously I wouldn't go meet with them one-on-one, -on -one, but if that company was a potential is one of my lists for a client, I still have the warm lead from the president and I can reach back out to them and build that relationship to the next level. Like, Hey, I know we didn't meet up for this, but you know where you want to grab coffee sometime, you want to connect or, or hey, is there, hey, this is the type of business you have. Is there anything I can do to serve? I've been, I, I can find ways to add value to them and build a relationship. Yeah. But then there's the ones that, yeah, I'd love to help the chamber. And my guess is a lot of people will, will want to. And so let's say out of the eight, 75 that are prospects, let's say 40 of them do want to meet with me one on one. Hey, I'll go, hey, let's, here's the, the program we're building. You know, what's, you know, I'm just kind of sourcing and seeing what their expertise is. As, and towards the end, like, yeah, that was a great conversation. Really enjoyed this. And, you know, I, I got a question for you real quick. Like I have a clean, I have a commercial cleaning company. Who do you guys use for cleaning? I'd, I'd love just, you know, get some, uh, whatever I can do. Like I'm doing a project, like you said, like doing a project, just figuring out like, you know, what people are the year I chart, I, I, I coach other cleaning companies nationally. I just, you know, love just get a feel for who you, who you picked and why. And they might say, well, you know, I'm actually don't like my cleaner, but, but that would be a way that I could move the needle, you know, starting with the conversation starter from you know the warm connection from the chamber president into the initial meeting about the chamber leading into conversations and relationship building for cleaning eventually yeah and i i think that's the vertical piece and building very deep and strong relationships and then i believe over time that list should lead to like 20 like 20 offices i get mm -hmm. But then I've got a hundred other offices outside the chamber and probably a third of those, Josh, 
have some kind of a, a warm connection. I may know them already. I may have a second connection. I may know a guy that knows them. Or the third one would be, I clean across the street from there or I clean upstairs or what, and there's some kind of a, they're not just a total, like remember back in Amway, they're not C list. They're all, they're all B list. Like there, and there might be a handful that are total C list. I don't know. My first, my first play would be to find outside the chamber is to find the ones that I have some warm connections with already ask you know, reach out to some of my friends. Hey, I see you're connected over here with this guy. Would you mind introducing us? Go in that direction versus like, hey, this is Ken, like doing a cold call. I want to try and get in there with a warm, a warm lead. Oh yeah, Josh, you know Bobby over here. He he recommended you. Ken is like, hey, let's connect. Awesome. Hey, it's great meeting you, John. Let's get together for some coffee and breakfast and just chat. See if there's any way we can help each other in business, like that kind of thing. Now that would be my approach. It doesn't have a short. It's it's not a short path of of like results, but in some cases it can be. And what, what are your thoughts overall on that? Do you like, should I speed that up more? Cause I can do yeah. all, I can do all of that. By the end of October, that, doing it that way would be aggressive, but I mean, I gotta, I gotta get to work. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think that um, if you can focus on controlling what you can control, then you can also focus, you know, your secondary focus can be on what you can influence. So what right. I would suggest Ken is I would send I would connect with all those people on LinkedIn that I could connect with. And I would send them all emails. If you can get their email address, send them a direct email. If not, you send them a message on LinkedIn. Because when you when you connect with someone, it usually gives you an opportunity to send them, send them a message that goes with it. And my message would say, it would be very brief, but I would say, so if I were saying, I was like, you know, hey, Ken, my name is Josh Belton. And I'm the owner of Athens Cleaning Company. Uh, we hire part-time professionals to clean professional office spaces. Lots of people love that for their cleaners. Some people don't. If you love you have, man, you should keep them forever. For whatever reason, if you don't, let me know. I'll see if I can help you. Either way, we're in the same business community. I'd love to connect with you sometime. If there's ever anything I can do for you, please let me know. I'm committed to making you do all of that on a LinkedIn request? I would put that much information. I would prefer, I would choose email over LinkedIn. But you would do the same, like if you were yeah. cutting and pasting, you'd be doing hey, this. Ken, I'd love to connect with you. Okay. Uh, you know, I want Carfag no commercial cleaning. This is our, this is what we do. But boom, it's not like a boom. Hey, this is what we do. Some people love who their cleaners are. I mean, most people don't. If you love them, keep them forever. If you don't, if I could ever help you, let me know. So it's like a very soft, like, but, but with the, but with the, okay, I like, I like that. Yeah. Um, you would template that essentially for the email and the LinkedIn yeah. request like that, like that part, I mean, it's cut and paste. I would also add an element. Like I would do a little bit of research. Like if there's four or five offices that are stinking across the street from when I clean. Yeah. And I currently clean across the street, you know, and with something like yeah, that, just yeah, like uh-huh. a, a, a point of contact or I see I'm where or, so this mentality is more so based off of like, so the other thing you're talking about, you're, you're like, Hey, there's some fruit on these trees that I can okay. probably do. Okay. But I need to, I bet I have to reach for them and I can reach for them using the chamber president's endorsement. Yeah. What I'm saying is like, you're right, but there's also 
some low-hanging fruit, but some people who are annoyed with their cleaners for whatever reason. They're not showing up. They're not doing so a good job. You're saying to do that with there. everyone? You're saying to do that with the chamber members too or wait on the chamber? All of them. Here's the reason why. Oh, okay. Because when the chamber president reaches out, they give you the already have the, the LinkedIn connection. Touch. They've already heard your name before. They've already had at least the opportunity. So being, were you ever in BNI? You convinced me. BNI can- says visibility leads to right. credibility, which leads to profitability. So all you're doing is increasing your visibility in a way that's not salesy or pressure tactic, which most people in our industry don't know how to do. So you're just sending them like a really brief introduction. Like I'm not selling you anything. I'm telling you who I am. I'm telling you what I do. If you got a need, I'll meet it. But you may not have this need at all. And if that's not, if you don't, that's awesome, man. Congrats. And I'm committed to bringing value to this community, whatever it is, you know, like, hey, I just, I love our chamber. What I love our community, whatever it is, you can say something else. You're just trying to introduce them to you. You shouldn't expect a lot of responses. You I will, need them. All you're doing I will template. Yeah, I like it. I'll template. I can template it, but I'll add a little personal touch into each into each one where there where there's any common people or common. Hey, we're both in the chamber. Or yeah. hey, we have a friend Tom. I see we're mutual friends. Hey, that kind of thing. I'll I'll add a little special spice in there just to build just to ha- give them a little bit more. Like, oh, okay, I know that. I, I I'll accept this guy's friend request. Yeah. Okay. So I don't it for the second thing. You're basically putting the ball on the tee for when your chamber president's there, which again, you can't control the timeline of that, right? So you might get some low hanging no. fruit. You might think this and get that going. And then when the chamber guy sends it, Ken, it's going to be like, Ken Garfan, where have I heard that guy? Maybe yeah. And they're like, oh, LinkedIn. He sent me a LinkedIn request. Oh, that's right. He wasn't salesy. It was very professional. It was nice. It like, now, the dudes here are the crazy hype salesmen. They might be like, oh, he didn't push hard enough. But the overwhelming majority of folks, like, it was a nice introduction message. He didn't try to sell me anything. Because I get stuff all the time on LinkedIn. It's like, hey, can we grab a chance to talk? Because they want to sell me something. I'm like, I you know. don't even know about I delete them. About. I delete those. Right, yeah. So you give them something that's different, um, commonality. But again, don't expect a response. If you get one, that's great. And you don't go immediately into sales. This is just to be dealt with the beginning of relationship building. And then I'll tell you, we picked up. Robbie sent a message to person to a he connected with the attorney for a bank in Greenville, South Carolina, and just started talking. And somehow that that this is so crazy. That led us to pick up two branches of this bank, United United Community Bank, like an hour away from that. That pays us 40 grand a year for those two branches. That's good. Just like and that's that's why I'm saying with Robbie. I'm like, I just tell Robbie, like, hey man, move, move forward. Because I would never tell him to do that. So he paid his salary with one message, essentially. Yeah. And I I would never have told him strategically to do that. But with your deal, I would say it's the, that that's still somewhat of a, it's not a completely cold introduction because you have some, you're in the same business community. So there's at least that, but it it gives a, again, you know, people check LinkedIn in different increments. Some people are every day, some people are a couple months, but if nothing else, they may have been prompted where they see your name. Okay, there's just these subtle little things that we do. So this is like a subtle thing. It takes a little bit of time, especially if you're personalizing it. But if you do it right, which you will, because you're a professional in an industry that's not professional, you'll immediately stand out. You may not get a response, but you've planted the seed. And you'll see this. You've already seen it. I get callbacks from emails I never got a response from. I sent an email in January and I get a response in September. Hey, you emailed me in September or January. I never responded. I'm so sorry, but we really need your help. So it's just like moving the needle forward. The difference between this and the other approach is that you have 100% control of this. So you could do it all this week if you want. 
I don't know what your timeline. You know what I'm saying? Like you can do it whatever. You could do it all this week if you want. I don't know when you sleep. Versus having a weight on your chamber president who's got a job. So he may get back to you in a couple of days. It may be three weeks. You just you can't control that. So we don't want to limit you pursuing your dream to his getting back with you. We want to say, dude, this is a supplement that's awesome. If he can roll with this stuff, it's going to maximize our efforts. But I'm still mm-hmm. going to act independently. And this is the way you can do it. All right, Samara Cleaning School, did you get all of that? Those marching orders could be for every single one of you. Whether you do houses or offices, it's really solid advice. Why not put together a list of clients that you would love to serve? Project 100 is what Josh told me. By the way, that comes from the book Traction. That's what they did. And so Josh used it in his business, and it makes the marketing process targeted. Just like I mentioned, my training system is now targeted. Why do I want to go waste my time and go to a hundred different networking groups if I know which companies I want to work for? Just find the people that I know that know those companies and find ways to connect with them. That's it. It's simple. Well, thanks so much for listening again to the Smart Clean School podcast. I hope you enjoyed this coaching call and butt kicking that Ken got. Have a great day. I know I will. My butt's a little sore, though. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.